Hello there. Welcome to the Rioters Review, part of the Riot Act podcast, the alternative music podcast, with myself, Mr. Stephen Hill, and uh, this young scallywag sat opposite me, Renfrey Deadman. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? You looking forward to this? Yeah. Yeah, you sure? (laughs) Don't lie. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Good. I'm not lying. Good. Don't lie. Don't lie to our patrons. I never would. Hello, patrons. Uh, If you're listening to this from our Patreon page, um, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash right act podcast, you already know that, don't you? Then thanks very much for your contribution to continue to uh, help us make top quality content such as what you're about to hear. Thanks for that. That's very we, nice. We appreciate it. If you are listening to this sometime in the future for no money at all, patreon.com forward slash right act podcast is where you out. can go and um, get all of the ones of, that we've done of these already, these Rioters reviews, where we take uh, a suggestion from our patrons and we do a little podcast um, regarding one of the albums that, that they've put on there for us, which is what we're going to do right bloody now. We've had this up for fucking ages mate you are well behind if you're listening to this for free oh aren't they oh yeah you're probably i mean if you're listening to this in the future for free you've probably got what like the 82nd tall Mm. album to look forward to (laughs) by that point you're probably uh monkeys have uh overtaken and robots combined have overtaken (laughs) the world and you're some sort of slave and this is the only entertainment you have (laughs) all other entertainment has been eradicated from the human (laughs) race Why? Why us? There's just one dictator arsehole who's like, I fucking hate everything. That Riot podcast is all right. But everything else, I fucking hate it. Hate it. Should we keep the Godfather, sir? No. <laughs> but Riot can stay. Riot's quite good. <laughs> Should we keep Dark Side of the Moon? No. No. Bash the Sistine Chapel down as you listen to their review of Typo Negatives Dead Again. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, I like it. Uh, anyway, today we uh, we have taken a suggestion from James Fitzgerald. Cheers, James. We appreciate Thanks, your James. your contribution to the show. We are going to be talking about the Magic Whip by Blur. Now, it's an interesting record. This Renfrey. Yes, it is. Um, it is Blur's eighth studio album. Uh, it was released on the twenty sixth, twenty seventh of April, two thousand and fifteen. So a good, what should we say, like five years, six years after Blur reformed? I think six years after Blur reformed. I think they yeah. played Glastonbury in 2009, and that was the uh, the return of Blur, because I remember watching it, and Damon Albarn cried, didn't he? He's like, wow, wow, wow. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, it's good. And there's a very, very, very good documentary called um, No Distance Left to Run, the kind of about the, the return of Blur. It is a brilliant oh, yeah. documentary, which kind of culminates in their uh, their show at Hyde Park. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, really, really good documentary. Very uh, emotional and and uh, very interesting and a really good insight into Blur, um, sort of telling the story from before and then where they went to and then getting back. And it's, it's a, a, a big amalgam of all good things about Blur. So mm. I like it a lot. No distance left to run. That's what it's called. Yeah, Never heard of it. It's really, okay. really good. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Magic Whip, which is their their comeback album. Now, as is the way... <laughs> with a lot of these bands who return um, after a extended hiatus and a reformation. Obviously, the first thing when a band reforms, you go, yeah, they're going to come back and they're going to play all the big hits again, aren't they? Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Which um, they did. Which they did do. But then after a while, you start going, 
is that all you're going to do? Mm. Just occasionally turn up and just play your, your, your songs and just then vanish again and still sort of a, essentially be a band but not have any new material. Is that all? That seems really shit, a shitty thing to do. Is that all you're going to do? Mm. Just turn up and play chop suey really badly and get really fat. Is that all you're going to do? You're just going to turn up and headline download to ever decreasing levels of quality as you get fatter and more bored of the sight of um, Shavo. Yeah. Uh, not that this is aimed at anyone in specific. No, no, particular. it's not particularly aimed at System of a Down. No. Although it's funny how it seemed like it was, wasn't it? <laughs> But it's not. No, 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 no. It is. Uh, but yeah, so um, after a while, when you're, you you kind of need to bring an album out. Yes. Otherwise, you look like... Piss or get off the pot. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't need to hear fucking Sugar again. Sorry, I'm making this really about System of a Down. I quite like to hear Sugar again. But not, yeah, not so how they play, you wouldn't. Uh, anyway, um, so Blur did that. They released their eighth studio album in 2015. The kind of comeback record. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. Um, before we do, Renfrey, your thoughts on Blur as a collective in general. We recently on the podcast spoke about Graham Coxon uh, and his solo material. And in fact, that was the thing that inspired uh, this, uh, knowing that we were going to do this, is what inspired me to kind of go back and reappraise, reappraise Blur I see. And, and bring Graham Coxon's solo material to the table. So I think we have to give a bit of a bloody shout out to uh, to James for, for doing that. Yeah, thanks, James. Um Blur are a band that I have never liked. Wow, okay. Um, so I I think when we were talking about Oasis uh, on mm. uh, RR05, I think it was, mm. Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, um, you, there was a brief little thing at the end where you're like, maybe we should do a Blur versus Oasis. And uh, it's one of those things Yeah, where I just assumed you'd be pro blur because you were so like i yeah. fucking hate liam gallagher yeah um it's one of those things where i know full well that blur are a better band than oasis mm-hmm. um i've just never personally liked them right i remember when uh blur's greatest hits um i think it's just called the hits it is yeah best of blur um came out when i was working at virgin megastore and so i heard it a lot and i found it really difficult i I, like at the time i didn't even really i didn't know blur were just a band they weren't even a band i particularly thought about all that much to be totally honest with you and then when the best of came out i was like well i'm bound to get something out of this because blur are such a massive band and just hearing every track go by and just being like don't like that don't like that don't like that there are blur tracks I like. Coffee and TV. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the world one? <laughs> the world one. <laughs> what's the one about the world? The one about the world? <laughs> what are you on? The Universal. The Universal. Right. There we go. What about the, the world? The one about the world. There are, there are blur tracks I Rippy's like. Rippy's a professional music <laughs> journalist, by the way. If you've just gone... No, to all our, to all our patrons... I'm sorry, you can't have your money back. I apologise, but you can't. I think it's fairly good description. You got it? It's good. Um, but all that early... Oh, well, I mean, Song 2. Everyone likes Song 2, don't they? But all that mm. kind of early... Um, Mockney, Country House, uh, Park Life, 
stuff just did absolutely nothing for me to the point where I actually kind of found it kind of annoying. Right. And I know they're nowhere, you know, by certainly by this point on the magic whip. Yeah. Nowhere near that territory. Maybe tiny inflections of it here and there, but pretty Ooh, damn not a lot. far. Yeah. yeah. Pretty damn far away from that at this point. Um but you know they were all they were always a band who I admired and I understood why they were really popular and I thought they were good but I think I think I mean to be honest with you I think I'd probably say that I prefer um gorillas to blur yeah okay and I'd probably say I prefer the good the bad and the Now go on. You prefer the good band the queen to blur, do you? I think I prefer them. I don't think right. they're better. I no, think I prefer not. them. Okay. No, you're allowed to think that. Um so Stupid yes. Stupid head. <laughs> Stupid head. So what's the correct answer? Steve? The correct answer is blur a fucking brilliant is the correct answer, Renfrey. Blur a fucking brilliant. What a brilliant band. Blur are. Blur are a band that I hold so dear to my... Really? I love them. Oh, right. I, I had no idea. Them. I love them. Okay. I loved um, There's Another Way when that came out. It was just a much better version of a lot of kind of that baggy shit that was going on. I never really liked... You know, I remember hearing Spiral Carpets. I remember hearing um, like the farm and stuff and being like, oh, that's all, like, I don't really know why I like this that much. And then There's No Other Way came out and I was like, oh, this is a great song. Mm. And then I remember hearing um, Girls and Boys when that was in oh, the yeah. chart and just being like, fuck, this is so much fun. It feels so exciting. I remember hearing that and kind of live forever around the same time and just being like, wow. And then I, I think famously I've said before, my dad gave me a tape and he had Park Life on one side. He had um, Definitely Maybe on the other. And Park Life was the one for me. I thought Definitely Maybe was great. Don't get me wrong. But I fucking loved Park Life. Mm -hmm. I went and bought it the next day. I was like, this is absolutely brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. The Great Escape came out and I was my taste was starting to change at that point. Mm -hmm. So although I, I have to say I, I love the singles, particularly like Stereotypes, I think is 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 a fucking rad song with that. It's just got such a great Graham Coxon, like just ringing that guitar on it. Gang, gang, great. Um, and then... Uh, but then I sort of went, ah, uh, yeah, you know, probably now I like Corn and Incubus and Deftones. And not allowed to like Blur anymore. Not even not allowed to like it. I just felt like, like you say, they were cartoony. They were yes. cartoony. They were sort of, it was sort of, they were like a pretty boy band. I mean, you know, with Graham Cox and Dave Roundtree in the band, it's weird though. Even but, Damon Albarn, it was particularly at that time, looked pretty weird. Yeah. Um, but Damon was a heartthrob. I know. Like he was a heartthrob. And Alex James is, you know, the sort of, People mm -hmm. liked him as well. He's had a foppish quality to him. Yes. I think I've said that before. Um, but then when the self-titled one came out and Song 2 came out, it was like, oh, shit. Uh, and again, you mentioned the Universal. I think the Universal is fucking staggeringly brilliant. Yeah. It's a stagger. And like, That's the one about the world, isn't it? It is the one about the world, mm -hmm. yeah. But even before that, like, you know, people will go like, oh, it's all part life and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, This Is A Low from Park Life is a phenomenal song. An absolutely phenomenal, beautiful um, tearjerker. It's a great, great, great song. And then, yeah, the self-titled one came out and it's like, oh, this is like pavement. And it's, uh -huh. you know, there's loads of weird sort of idiosyncratic oddness to it. And the way they developed with like, you know, 
tender and then th- onto Think Tank after Graham left. Mm. And I, you know, Think Tank using lots of sort of Afro beats and Moroccan instrumentation and it yeah. was much more, you know, kind of lo-fi and 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 I and it, I felt like Blur kind of grew with me. I have to say I really like Think Tank. Yeah, Think Tank's um, really good. And I think certainly when our generation think of Blur, we think more when the layman thinks of Blur, they think of country house and country part, house, life, part life, life kind of thing. Yeah. And for me, Blur are at their best when they're as far away from that layman way of looking at Blur as possible. I think there's opinion. room for both. I'm not saying. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying there isn't. Mm. I'm saying for my money, for my tastes, for yeah. my personal. Okay. So Think Tank, I really like. Think Tank's really good. Yeah. Mm. Think that's really good in a world where no one wanted to like Think Tank. No, like, exactly. Thirteen. Know, uh, Thirteen as I well. Think is great. Like really, but those those are very much latter day Blur albums. You could do you think you could split their albums in the middle with after Blur maybe or like, I think yeah Blur thirteen um, Think Tank. and Think Tank and then you've got you've you I think there's kind of there's three there's almost four because I think Think Tank almost exists on its own. Okay, I think Modern Life is rubbish and um, Leisure are fine mm-hmm. um good singles they're fine um they're a bit sort of uh they're a bit um sort of bandwagon bandwagon earring in the same way as pablo honey is yep. not as good as the bends i think those yep. two are not as good as park life or the great escape mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's yep. a similar sort of thing where Definitely. i don't quite think they found their voice properly at that point i think they find it brilliantly on park life and it's just an unbelievable like you know it's a, a brilliantly fun record and it's also full of you know uh great songs and then and great melancholic moments as well i think um the great escape is a not as good version of that but still a version of that i think blur and 13 are very odd like i say idiosyncratic um steps away from being cheeky cockney chappies and i think think tank is its own thing completely Mm, okay fair and then they split up so i think there was kind of so just you know over the space of seven albums that is yeah they did they had they had a a kind of four-pronged career over the course of seven their first seven albums well in in that in in, in sort of over what what we're talking 12 years yeah well this is the thing this is why in that respect not that this is Blur versus Oasis, but they kind of easily went out for me over Oasis because yep. over seven albums, Oasis did more or less the same thing to diminishing returns. Yes, so. definitely. Yeah. So fair play, Blur. So yeah, so fair play, Blur. That being said, Renfrey, <coughs> 2015, when this record came out, I was not particularly... It was one of those times where I didn't, I didn't stop liking Blur. I just kind of forgot that they were around because they came back and I thought, oh, that's cool. They've come back. Um, I can't get to go and see them because they're playing Glastonbury. I'm not going to Glastonbury. I can't afford a ticket to go and see them in Hyde Park. Then they vanished. Then they came back in 2012. Did another Hyde Park show. Did another Hyde Park for the Olympics with the thing. They had the specials supporting them that day, Mm. um, which is cool. And, you know, again, I couldn't get tickets to that. It was quite Mm. annoying. Um, So I've not seen them since they were around the first time. Uh, I've not seen them since they come back. And um, and then this record came out and I just had kind of forgotten about the fact that they were a band. So I've never listened to this until now. How about you? 
No, I'd not listened to it until now either. Mm. Um, heard a lot about it. Um, heard that critically, it seems to do very well. This record, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, but then they tend to, don't they? Yes, Come I suppose albums they do. Tend to, especially. Do yes, well. yeah, yeah. No, that's a very, very good point. Yes, they do mm. tend to. They're do back. Well. Yeah, they're back. <laughs> yeah, they're back. They're going to play all the songs. They were amazing live. They're back. It, but it did. It did feel like that there was a. One thing I will say for the Magic Whip is it, it does very much feel like it's got a concept all of its own. Yeah. So it's a Japanese thing. Uh, well, it's, they were in Hong Kong um, when they began writing this album. And then it was kind of abandoned for a little bit. And I think Graham Coxon said to Damon, why don't we like resurrect some of those ideas we had in Hong mm. Kong? And... And this, I think this was a few, like a year or so later. And then Damon Album was like, if I'm going to finish it, I need to go back to Hong Kong mm. in order to like be inspired in order to do it. And I think it definitely has that flavour, mm. that slightly Far Eastern sort of flavour mixed with tiny little elements of the mockniness, which kind of make it quite, uh, it stands out in the Blur back catalogue. Yeah, it's a disorientating listen, I find. Right, okay, interesting. It's- my i've listened to it quite a few times and the sort of run up to this i don't have a handle on it really 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 i don't really have a handle on it okay as a big fan of blur i could say a big fan i would have listened to it beforehand if i was such a big fan but as someone who was previously a very big fan of Blur, and as someone who really loves their back catalogue um i would say it's comfortably my least favorite blur album really comfortably my least favorite and i don't really have that much that just sort of stands out that just sort of sticks with me that much you know what i mean like it it doesn't it almost doesn't feel like a blur album i think this is what we were saying when we were yeah. talking about um about the graham cox and solo stuff is that at this point it's definitely clear that it's damon yes it's almost like it's a damon Alburn. Uh, solo album yeah i'm not sure if that's the case well I, no no i don't uh, hold on i don't think it's a damon i don't mean it's i think it's a damon on a solo, solo album it just seems that damon Albarn is such a an unshakable presence mm. in blur do you know what i mean he is the decision maker he is the man who decides when they're going to do what and how they're going to do it definitely has a stamp on it i mean i feel like all the blur albums do yeah, I do. I think it's only um, now that you start to realise that, though. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, I don't. I. I don't know really. Yes, quite possibly. Um, but it feels. I, I. I certainly. I think I like this album more than you do. I, I. I don't love it, if I'm honest. But then I don't think I've ever listened to a Blur album and loved it. To be totally frank, it's fucking long, so, isn't well, it? It's quite long. It's like fifty-two minutes or something. Fifty-one minutes. Feels long to me. It does feel too long, but I think it's, you know, I think it's, I think it's an all right record and I like the fact that it's very distinctive. I do admire when bands come back and do some, like this doesn't sound like any of their other albums. No, that's true. It doesn't. Yeah. To be fair, like it, it doesn't sound, I mean, maybe that's what I don't like about it. <laughs> they kind yeah. of, I, I don't know. I think when, when you get a comeback album, um, from a band like that especially because it was you know it's the first since 13 it's the first 
by the classic lineup of Blur. So obviously Graham Coxon was not involved in Think Tank, and that's probably the furthest away from. That's the one that I always go like, that is full blown Damon Albarn Think mm. Tank. That is a full mm. blown just like Damon going, this is what we're doing, everyone, and everyone going, all right, cool, whatever mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I kind of expected it to sound a bit like something that they had you know, previously done before, to be more nods to the fact that it, you know, it doesn't necessarily sound like a blur album. This, Yeah, I, I, I do actually agree with you there, mm. but, but considering how far blur went in seven albums to begin with, yeah. if you'd imagined that blur had continued to write albums, and this was well, just well. The gap between Think Tank and this is the same as the gap between um, Leisure and Think Tank. Oh, is it? Okay, mm. interesting. So, if they had continued to release albums, they might be at the magic whip point anyway. Yeah, you know, it would probably just be a little bit less jarring. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't. I don't know if I find this record jarring, but then I'm not as familiar with the older material. I guess. Yeah. Um, I just. I. I find it an interesting oddity. And and I have to say I'm more interested in this album than I am in the likes of The Great Escape. Or, I mean, I probably say I'm more interested in this album than I am in Park Life. Okay. Um, doesn't mean I think it's a better record, but I think it's more unique and a bit more alien, which I quite like. There's an mm. alien feel to this album, which is difficult to get you know get a grasp on mm. um but i quite you know I, there's I, some good moments in it. i think thought it's i was a spaceman is great I think. yeah yeah i really that's, like that that's song. really good i mean ice cream man into thought i was a spaceman is probably one of the more bizarre moments of the record because you go from uh i guess maybe the most uh, blurry sounding song into something quite different yes um so yeah that was that was an interesting part of the record um ong ong at the end ong ong yeah is really yeah quite good i yeah. like it no i like it too but it's 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 odd for blur but yeah, yeah i like ong ong uh yeah but then a lot of it the rest of it i can't really you know i don't really have that much fair enough to kind of say about it really i I'll, mean the critics <laughs> the critics were very very kind to it diy magazine critic stephen Ackroyd stated the magic remains as strong as ever Helen Brown of The Telegraph stated the album turns out to be a triumphant comeback and noted that it retains the band's core identity while allowing ideas they'd fermented separately over the past decade to infuse their sound with mature and peculiar new flavour combinations. Don't know if it does retain the band's core identity, to be honest. Uh, Andy Gill of The Independent um, called it a beautiful comeback. Spin writer Andrew Untenberger gave the album 8 out of 10. Yeah, you know, I mean, everyone seemed to really, really like it, and it was very critically. I wonder what lauded. they think about it now. Yeah, well, I wonder what they think about it now. I, 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 yeah, it. I, I can understand why people would like this record because I think it has quite a unique, interesting sound to it. But it hasn't done, doesn't do an awful lot for me, personally. But I'm more in. Tr- when I go back to this album, I probably won't, to be honest. I definitely won't. I mean, I just think there's so much great, great, great shit in their back catalogue. And this is, you know, in the same way as I'll never listen to King Animal by Soundgarden. (laughs) 
I'm never, ever, ever going to listen to King Animal ever again. Why would I? Why would I when Super Unknown and Bad Motor Finger and Down on the Upside exist? Why would I listen to King Animal? To King Animal, I just wouldn't. And in the same way as, you know, like, and it's the same thing, like when Park Life and the self-titled and 13 exist Mm. and Think Tank, Mm. why would I listen to this? Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't and although they're both sort of very different albums you know King Animal and this um, I'm yeah I'm just not enamoured by it particularly it's a shame because I want I would like I would love Blur to come back and be able to I, I, mean, I don't think they're one of those bands actually who I think maybe they would have been better off not reforming because they did so much in a 12 year period that no one knows what they really are uh, because uh, everything was so different, so weird, and it's very difficult to to be able to do that and keep all these different fan bases that you have, all these different people who like all these different elements, to kind of keep them, you know, satisfied. Sure. Difficult. I mean, commercially, it was undoubtedly a good move. Yeah. <laughs> like, undoubtedly, both of those Hyde Park shows, I'm pretty sure they both sold out. Oh, yeah, I think they both, both sold, out, yeah. sold out ridiculously quickly mm. with uh, extravagant ticket prices, as far as I recall. So it was certainly a good move commercially. I guess, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, who has a right to say whether a band should come back or not? except the bands themselves yeah, that's really, true i guess no i just you know like i'm not saying they shouldn't have done i was just saying that like potentially i feel like maybe um i don't think you know this has not tainted their legacy by any stretch of the imagination well, no. i just think it's a it's a tough one it's, I, I, it's a tough one for most bands i actually think it has added to their legacy because it's whether you like it or not it's another string to their bow like we both said they have not released an album like this before and mm. whether you like it or not it's something different and there's something to be admired in that. I really like Freedom by Refused is a record which I really like, um, but I admire it far more than I like it because I admire the fact that they came back 20 odd years later with an album that sounds totally different to what they're known for, you know? Yeah, it's true. And I, I think that's very brave and I also think that despite it being a massive commercial success for them, it feels like they were making this album for the right reasons. It wasn't mm. a cash-in. No, I think it would have been very, very easy to have made a shitty version of The Great Escape or Park Life. Yeah. It would have been very, very easy to do that. And I think that would have ruined their legacy. I don't think this... I'm not, I know you're saying you don't mm. think it ruined their legacy, but, but I don't think this came anywhere near to tainting their legacy at all, no. really. I just think there are certain people... Hello... Um, <laughs> who remember that from that time and go, ah, oh, yeah, they were great doing that. And, and, and actually when you hear that, like there's, um, park live from 2012, the live album. Oh, like when they, do, sometimes when they do those, um, you know, those, those more jaunty Brit pop songs, yeah. they don't really do them very well anymore. Mm. It doesn't really suit men of that age to be, doing that it feels like a time and a place kind of thing and yeah. i don't know if this is strictly true but wasn't damon kind of 
as he got older, a bit embarrassed by all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. If you watch, there's a, a documentary called Live Forever, which is not a great yeah. documentary. I think I've spoken about it before. It's not a great documentary about the Britpop years. It came out way too early to really know what it was talking about. Um, and got some fucking idiots on talking on it as well. But Damon's on that, and you can see he's just like, really sneery about the whole business. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I don't like it, but I understand it. I think yeah. is the thing. Yeah, I think that I think there are far worse things that they could have done. Mm. And when it comes to comeback albums, most of the time it's the worst move a band could make. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It's tough. So um, yeah, maybe we don't want that system of a down album. I'm not sure if we do. I definitely fucking don't. Having seen them a few times, I do not want that fucking album. But anyway, that's not what we were talking about. Uh, We have been talking about Blur. As I said, thanks very much. If you're a a patron, we appreciate that. Um, And uh, get over, if you're a patron and you you desperately want something to, um, to be talked about on the show, then suggest it. Do suggest it and we will eventually, promise, get around to talking about it for sure we will do definitely one day um and if you haven't subscribed and you're not a patron and you listen to this for free fuck off you're a fucking horrible human but you're you're the worst uh (laughs) no you're not you're not you you can rectify that you could be better could be much better all right anyway nice one thank you james um thanks for the suggestion thanks for your support and we will see you with another one of these soon